everyone. Welcome to the Mailbag Sin City Review Podcast. Pete Anthony here alongside Rob Scurry and Mark Roden to review what I think was just the most tremendous weekend's week, oh, weekend of racing, but clearly the highlight for me wasn't the Cox Plate, it was the Bondi Stakes. Rob, do you agree with what I'm saying right there? Oh, yeah. Well, I, we did label Kubrick as a, as a horse to follow, and he's just really delivered in the time-honoured Bondi. <laughs> Mark Roden for yourself. Was... Welcome to uh, welcome to Monday. How did you find the weekend? Uh, it was all right. Yes, just an, another great edition of the Bondi Stakes. I mean, I grew up my grandpa telling me stories of some of the great winners of the 30s and 40s in the Bondi, and Kubrick just adds as his name to that list. A yeah, great win. Oh. Um, I had a, uh, I had a uh, Sydney was okay. I, I ended up winning because I played in Melbourne back to Japanese Nair and um, Chief Ironside as well, so that made it a good day and um, could have been a good day in Sydney if not for. A photo or two when um, G-Boss uh, not getting out for the length of the straight and, in fact, running last on fast talking in the highway. So that, uh, that sort of held me up a bit, but it wasn't too bad, thanks to Kubrick. OK, well, we are going to go through races 1, 3, 5, 1, 3, 5, 6, 7, and we'll touch on possibly a viewer question or two at the end as well and uh, a few horses to follow. I think Rob's got one coming out of race 8, but we'll leave that till the end of the podcast. Race 1... Two-year-old race, not a big field, and as a result, they didn't go particularly quick, but they went slow, three lengths slow to the 600-metre mark. Uh, but I must say, the, the first two across the line, see you soon, and Dame Giselle both broke the class benchmark. Rob, we'll start with yourself. How did you find the two-year-olds? Well, very, very, very painful, like <laughs> like the week before. Um, I was really keen on Endorse here, uh, who, who's run third, um, just because I, I wanted to take on the, the two shorter horses. Um, of, of the two shorter ones, I've saved on Andes, which is finished in front of close to me. Um, I've had a small bet on the second horse, Dame Giselle. Um, light type, uh, but endorsed, so I was really keen. And to get knocked out um, by the Jean Combo um, is was gutting. I was in a real, again, one race into the meeting, and, you know, I'd done it decent of my bank uh so i was pretty pretty grim here pretty 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 sick and sorry uh i think endorses the horse to follow out of the race if you watch the replay it's pulled pulled its head off they've gone slow um nightmare you know who's to say if they didn't go forward they could have won i don't know how it could go forward but it was the best horse and i've been fucked on the day (laughs) disgusting Just waiting for this uh, this horse to come out with some black type for you, Rob. Just uh, oh, in a little bit more. The China horse cub. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know it's going to happen at some point. Oh, for sure. Pa- powerful, powerful type. You know, proper proper sprint type. Um, I'm not sure how, how good it is compared to other ones. I've only seen two lots of two-year-olds. And, um, yeah, this or postcode have been, been the best two I've, I've, I've seen. Mark, you taking anything out of race one there from Saturday? Uh, not really. I was uh, I was having a cup of tea while this race was on, and I'm, I'm glad I did. I think the results. So yes, I, I stayed out. Okay, we'll, we'll head to to race three. The Brian Crowley over 1200 meters. Uh, Diamond Thunder was the victor in this event uh, in terms of the puntingform.com.au data. They've gone 1.2 lengths fast to the 600. None of the horses have broken class benchmark as they've come home. Uh, Mark, for yourself, anything out of race three? I didn't actually have a bet. I might have talked myself out of the winner here. I was just, um, I thought he was, I thought there was too too great a difference between the price of him and Ferretti when I was looking at the race on Thursday and Friday. But I was a bit 
Gunshot pulling the trigger considering his first up, and I read that uh, Mark Newnham said he was a bit wintry. Um, how did he actually look, Rob? Uh, he was he was pretty full of himself. Um, good bit of condition on him. Um, he, he's, he's a really nice athletic horse, and uh, I think I put him second in the numbers. Yeah. Ferretti is a beast. You know, he did cost $2 million. He's got the stallion chain on, which is something I'm pretty wary of. Yep. Um, so I think uh, I, I spared the units here, um, and you know I think uh, Cardiff was like at top. I, I tried to do a betfair.com.au play where he'd get out in front and look the winner at some stage, but it, it didn't quite come off. Even though he has run second, so I was sort of half right with what I was doing there. Um, but yeah, I think Diamond Diamond Thunder clearly the horse to follow out of the race. Bit of money for this uh, regimental band uh, filly. I thought she she can improve, so you know, off the SP, maybe maybe forgive, but yeah. That's she could... is now because she was she was very short and terrible at the midweek meeting before that too. So uh, I don't know when the SP profile wears off when they keep running in the second second half of the field, but um, yeah, she's probably likely to be in the market again, especially down in the past. Um, oh, Cardiff's run to run second because I really don't think he's a 1200 meter horse. Had me thinking at this stage that on pace on fence was a real plus. Uh, I think Diamond Thunder's just was too good, but Cardiff held on really well for for second. He had a, he had a reasonable enough lead, but um, I really thought he was, you know, without some sort of advantage from the pattern, he'd be likely to weaken maybe late over twelve hundred. Um, yeah, so that as it panned out, it wasn't dynamite or anything on fence, but it was it was a plus. I think definitely, definitely. Okay, we'll head to race five. Uh, the Nipson over 1,200 metres. Madame Rouge got the job done over Realman Ruby uh, in terms of the data. They've gone very slow here. 5.6 lengths slow to the 600. None of the horses are broken class benchmark. Rob, for yourself, plays out of the race? Uh, we had a little play on Moss Trip. Um, Multaja, I thought as well, had improved. Um, and this, this Perth horse, uh, Celebrity Dream, came up well on our data that we do, Pete, um, and thought looked really well. So um, J4 didn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence, but, um, yeah, so we had a play on that. Moss trip ran well. I thought Nikki's, Nikki's goal also came back beautiful. Um, yep. You know, coat was was gleaming. That's that's just, you know, if she strikes a soft track, um, she should be winning. Madame Rouge, I think we talked about on previous pods, um, horse of mine uh, that, you know, I let go here. Bit bit annoyed. Um, a bit annoyed. Moss trip couldn't couldn't run third. Kind of kind of got a bit excited there. At the 250, but uh, losing race for me. Um, not sure. You know, I'm not really. I'm in Ruby's little trier, but it's it's not a horse I'm a, I'm ever going to find from the yard. Mark, did you play in this race at all? Yeah, I was pretty keen on Reelam in Ruby. Um, thought it was going to get the box seat from Barrier Two, and a bit like um, that horse last week that. Um, or the week before, you couldn't find couldn't find the rails from Barrier Two on a on a hot rail, which uh, yeah, it's disturbing. Somehow, Madame Rouge got inside it, got the rails run, and um, that might I mean that might have been the difference between winning and losing. It obviously, wasn't much in it. I was against Madame Rouge. Uh, I thought I'd thought I'd found a, a bit of a factor, a negative factor for her that she second up form in her three preps has been bad off three good first up runs. So I thought, well, I'm. Happy to oppose her. As I saw her poking through, taking that run, and 
and really charging towards the line and early in the straight I knew uh, she wasn't going to be failing second up today and we, we were in a bit of strife and that's the way it turned out so uh, close but no cigar for me in this race unfortunately for Seeker Mark Seeker for Seeker yes was that the one uh, yeah, yeah yeah from couldn't find could, yeah, yeah it's from the same race yeah yeah oh that's exciting though the Golden Eagle the inaugural running great <laughs> horses there a bit like the Everest yeah oh, it's so exciting so much what a day it'll be <laughs> um, out at Rose Hill this week, there's 6,000 people there. But anyway, um, moving on. Pete. Yeah, race six, Tattersall's Cup, Master of Wine, backs up, gets another win. Uh, in terms of data, four lengths slow or 3.9 lengths slow, two to 600 metre mark. None of the horses are broken class benchmark. Rob Scarry, how'd you find Master of Wine? I thought it improved um, in the coat. And I think I put it in third in the numbers. Naval Warfare on top. Uh, old, my old mate, um, Steyer, always sweats. Morris um, started turning my day around. Um, had a had a unit at the place. Uh, never looked like really missing uh, with Rachel King. But um, Mark, you had Master of Wine mapped um, to to get a torrid run. Um, turns that's what happened. Um, yeah. Well, we, it, I said he had to make that. You. From ten, he was going to have to make the decision one way or the other early, and he, he um, and he was posted for a little while, and then he he was posted for a little back. while. Yeah, then he decided he was going back. So he, he has raced forward before over shorter trips. I get, I got the impression they didn't want to do that up to a mile and a half for having him racing on the speed, but he, he just had a fair bit on them, didn't he? So it didn't really matter. I don't think where they put him, um, as long as he got a reasonable run. We we, we said that the other week. You know, it was the horse yeah. to follow out of the meeting. Yeah. Um, I know Ronnie Duffers, he had him his best for the day. Um, yeah. So, you know, on your, on your Ronnie. Um, good tip. It was a good thing. Master of Wine, the name irks me. Uh, but, you know, I can't complain too much. Um, Morris got some more money out of him. We got some money out of him the other week when he ran as well. So, horse I know well. Okay. There, was, there was nearly a monumental disaster for my uh, winning edge and champion bets uh, subscribers here. I sent out an update at 11 a.m. saying, if you can get 250 Master of Arts, have two units on it. And as soon as I hit send, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, not Master of Arts, Master of Wine. <laughs> so people could have been charging into the 10 to 1 uh, Master of Arts and having a nasty result. But uh, hopefully I uh, got the uh, clarification out in time. Nothing like getting the old Master mixed up. But speak of Master, <laughs> my goodness, Kubrick <laughs> in the Bondi. That's what we all want to be talking about right now. Race 7, the Bondi Stakes, 1,600 metres. Look, they've actually gone very fast here. They've gone 6.2 lengths fast to the 600 metre mark, but only Kubrick and Pancho have beaten the class benchmark. Rob, you obviously sent out Kubrick as a bet. You've been following the horse for a little while and finally found a race where, although, mind you, there was a few nervous moments and run, no doubt, uh, but finally found a race where he could actually get the job done. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. Um, I think it was now slightly in front on Kubrick yeah he's, he's, he's a cracking type um while I had him you know somewhere between perfect Waller and at top Waller um I'm not quite sure which I'm not sure he's, if, if he's the horse to follow this time in I think that might be it for him um but yeah it was it was, it was great to to get the win uh, when he snapped I was scared he was going to get spat out the back um great Brenton Advala. We, we haven't talked about Brenton. I think he's written, ridden four winners on the day, which is awesome effort. Um, I'll, yeah. I would say, though, know, that he is, um, over over the years, he's been one of my favourite jockeys to back because he's so positive. But just the last six months or so, his strike rate has flatlined at around 9%, 10%, where it used to be higher. 
And he's yeah. really um, gorged himself on Saturday when Nash and McDonald and McAvoy and all the other top boys are down in Melbourne and he's he's dro- dropped down in class a little bit and filled up. But, yeah, it's probably a confidence booster for him now and it, he might kick on from that. Uh, I don't really... I thought the Bottega was, was really disappointing. It looked like it had, you know, just a real shine to its coat, trained on a lot. So I, I can't quite understand how it's run so badly. The, the SP, $4.70. Um, obviously, someone someone liked it. Um, yeah, Collada, I thought it looked big in condition. I wouldn't be surprised if it can, you know, run another good race. Another uh, Gerald Ryan runner, which is a stable not noted for you know, keeping three-year-olds going long into their preparation. Um, I think that's, that might be changing. He's just looking at his more recent stats. I mean, his overall stats, Metro and Provincial, last six months or so, have been really good, over 20% strike rate, and um, some horses having longer preps too. So I think that that old touchstone of, you know, G. Ryan Fresh might not be as true as it once was. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. you got you, you got to adapt uh, or be left behind. That's right. Um just thinking down look 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 great again but i, I you know I've, I've been saying i think this horse probably needs needs a, a break um hopefully gay will give it one but she probably won't <laughs> I, was, I was surprised that was so close in the betting I, I just on my figures kubrick at its best is a considerably better horse than just thinking and uh, you know the was the one maybe on the up um so you know to get around four dollars was uh great chopping really notwithstanding the uh the heart attack in the stripe. And Collada, you know, I'm not sure if 876 is its right price. I think here, um, you know, could if you ran the race 10 times again, it it might have got a better run. Yeah, I I think um, his two best runs, the Canterbury win and the win last start, uh, were both... Track record. Track record win, um, were both when Robbie Dolan rode him and he rode him again on Saturday. I think the key to him is... um, you really, to some extent, have to turn him loose, which has obviously set up the, the hot speed. Imagine Nash on him. Imagine Nash on him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Robbie's done nothing wrong on him thus far. He's, he's run really well three times from now. But I think that was at Newcastle. He was favourite or equal favourite in between the two wins. And they, um, Tommy Berry, you know, nothing against what he did. He tried to, you know, uh, get it to settle a bit better and it, it didn't have anything left in the strike. So um, I, I think just turning him loose is the way to ride him. Cool. Enough on that race? Okay, very good. Uh, Rob, now you had a horse to follow out of race eight over the 1,200 metres, just in terms of the data. They've got 1.5 lengths fast to the 600, and the winner and runner-up, what could be Roosevelt, they've both broken the class. But what was the horse to follow out of race eight? Oh, Coterie. Um, Nice-looking type, can improve. That's all I got. Yeah. You know, I might be following sucker money. It was map. It was didn't map well. That's what happened. Um, it kind of yeah. loomed up, and uh, but yeah, it look it looks the best type in this field to my eye. Jockey change next time too wouldn't hurt. Uh, a Cuban Royal in that race looked well, ran ran good. Um, interest interest interested to see where he goes next time. He's super honest, Cuban Royal. He just he just runs to about that level every time he starts. Um, Probably benchmark 75 at midweeks and certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, question time. In fact, uh, we might have a, a special guest on the line to actually deliver the, the question in person, but uh, here we go. Let's welcome uh, a caller to the show, which we don't often have. G'day, partners. How are you? 
<laughs> Jack! Four-parter here. Uh, firstly, Scurry, are you having an inside-out dart as usual? Uh, as, as usual. <laughs> Good boy. Good boy. Now, quick question for the boys. Is Shadow Hero a slight risk in the derby this week, considering the strength of the Vic schooled three-year-olds recently? Yes, yes, yes. Ex-Weir won the Everest. Loving Gabby, the Manicado. Let alone the, the serious lack of staying depth in the wait-for-age races outside of Castle Vecchio. Uh, Black Art Bart. <coughs> it's locked itself. Black Art Bart, ex-Weir. Um, also, why did Kim Jong waste more punter raise funds trying to inflate what will always be a soundtrack to what is the main show, the Cox Plate? Would the money not be better spent in a big race day in the next sort of two to three weeks when the racing sort of slows down in uh, Australia's number one state for racing, Victoria? Rob. There's a, there's a fair bit to cover there, isn't there? Oh, look, look, Shadow Hero is the body certainty. Uh, if, you know, you run the race 10 times, it's going to win it eight. It's it's a certainty. It's going to improve. It looks like a proper start. My only worry is it's um, out of Piero. Um, but it just looks like a stay to me. And I think we haven't seen the best of it this time in. I trust Mark Newnham as a trainer. I think he's had this the, the derby in mind for it. And, uh, yeah, can't, can't wait to see what it Problem with that race as well, there's often, you know, 10 horses that are absolute, you know, donkeys. And they can be roadblocks. But who's, so a, better, that's, that's... who's a better trainer, Weir or Newnham? On Newnham, because he's, he's, he's good to the horses. He's well, got a license. Yeah, <laughs> like Blackheart Bart, yes, yes, yes. The list goes on. Warning, ex-Weir, I think could be immoral in the derby. Mark, what are your thoughts? Um, I think Shadow Hero, he might be vulnerable, but that's not the reason why. I, the, the Spring Champion was a funny race, and it didn't rate that high. And Castel, everyone was saying Castelvecchio was enormous, and I thought Castelvecchio was going to improve off the Spring Champion run, but he had to to go as well as he did in the Cox Plate. He was totally unsuited in the uh, Spring Champion, and there were some very ordinary horses around him. Um, Battenberg. Yeah, for one. So he started short on Saturday, didn't he? You know, on the strength of that. And got bashed. Yeah. Um, I think it's the um, the thing from Donald, um, thought of that. If, if it can run 2,500, it's, uh, it's a huge chance. It is a massive chance. Yeah, but it's, S- it's, it's SP in like four bucks versus Warning's nines off the same SP in that same race at Caulfield where Warning was absolutely slaughtered by that uh, import jockey who's since been sacked and Damien Oliver now takes a ride. Yeah, that's a, that's a plus, but this might be pretty good if, if he can run the trip. I mean, he's he's gone again to a new level off what he did at Donald, and the, the time compared to the Phillies in the 2,000 metre races that day was just absolutely ridiculous. I know the Phillies are good, but... And potentially, that they, they are the ex-Weir silks too, like the Kingsville Dream silks, the yes, 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 yes silks, so maybe it has got some of that residual grouse too, so... <laughs> Who knows? But um, And also, boys, what do you think about Saw King Jong? King Jong trying to pump up the Bondi them. stakes. Oh, it's disgusting. Waste of money. Um, you know, racing New South Wales, do they really have the long-term game in mind? Um, I don't think they do. Um, I think I think now, without wings, the Cox Plate is, without doubt, the greatest race in Australia. It was fantastic, wasn't it? And it is, you know, all due respect to the great Nair, but it was a, a much more uh, interesting race. It was much more of a talking point um, in the build-up. You know the different different ways to approach it. 
yeah, back, back to the, the absolute pinnacle that it's always been, in my opinion. Good, love it. All right, boys, that's us. Um, Pete, I'll let you finish off. I've got to get off the phone. I've got to get back to work. See you, boys. Thank you. See you later. See you, Jack. Always nice to pretend that we're actually a radio station. Uh, Mark Roden, for yourself, <laughs> obviously we've got Rob's horse to follow. Uh, do you have a horse to follow out of the meeting? I'm going to not drop off. Um, I mentioned him in uh, passing in my introduction, but uh, fast talking um, in a highway. He's, he's a highway class horse. I don't really want to be backing him at any higher grade than that, but no one's going to miss him because it was such a you know, obvious bad luck run. But... Um, no, there's a race for him for sure. And what's the week looking like for yourself with uh, champion bets and winning edge investments? Uh, pretty quiet, actually, this week. There's no midweek Metro in Sydney, which is the first time I can remember that in a long time. It, you, even if they have a Hawkesbury or Gosford on Wednesday, it's usually an ATC meeting with Metro prize money. But this is just a standard Hawkesbury uh, provincial on um, on Wednesday and then just provincials again on Thursday. So the night meetings will be starting up in November. So that'll, you know, uh, Canterbury. Yeah, yeah I've, that, that was a disaster for me last year. I, I, I'd always loved them for years and years and years, one, one, one. And then last year, they just got uh, hot rail after hot rail, wet track, dry track, still a hot rail, wherever the rail was, and it was nasty. Mm. But um, can happen. Hopefully, um, hopefully, I can work around that this year. Obviously, they're, um, it's just occurred to me, they, they must be just they're leading clear air for the, um, for the Golden Eagle on Saturday, so there's no distractions whatsoever. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got thirty thousand out there at Rose Hill. You see, coming out for the Golden Eagle. Anyway, should be great horse flesh on show, which you know, no one who goes to the track is really interested in. Or Did you bet? Or betting that the people that go to these event days. Did you um, hear um, on one of the preview shows, I think it was Greg Radley saying that uh, you really had to respect the inevitable in the um, Golden Eagle because he'd won the traditional lead up the Silver Eagle. <laughs> uh, uh, you can shop with confidence at Harvey Norman badly <laughs> oh outstanding work uh, look on that note uh, look can't wait for the uh, for the Screaming Eagle this Saturday but until then guys have a good week and uh, we'll be back next Monday to have a quick talk about uh, what happened and hopefully Arcadia Quinn can bounce back to her best because Lord help her she needs it after what she did in the Everest alright th thanks very much guys Thank you.